Hello and welcome to week six of Coffee and Jesus. I'm Josiah Stroop and welcome again to listening to the sixth episode. I am so excited for this week's episode and yet again just honored and blessed by so many people just reaching out to me and telling me how much they appreciate my podcast and how it's affected them and truly that makes my heart warm, it makes me happy and means the world to me and I just do this podcast for you guys and I think even today my heart just really feels led to just speak in a way where I'm just sharing my experience with Jesus and hoping that you guys just listen and get benefited off of it and grow in the midst of it almost like this is just our devotion for today is yet again as you tune in you're just having a desire to spend more time with God and this is a good place to just think and ponder the thoughts of who our God is and how much he loves us and even today my topics for today really are two things and one of them is being in favor and obedience so those are (laughs) kind of two different things but after this episode, you'll understand that they go hand in hand together is the favor of God on our lives, as well as um, just being obedient in things that he calls us to. And understanding both those things helps us push through so many different things in life that God calls us towards and even be able to face things that the world gives us. And yeah, it's just such an amazing blessing to understand God's favor in our life. And so before I go into it, deep dive, um, just wanted to share that I did have my coffee today. It wasn't an iced vanilla latte, which is kind of sad. And shout out to my high school um, advanced literature teacher. She Venmo me 10 bucks in support of this podcast for an iced vanilla latte. So I'd like to say thank you, Mrs. Meredith. Um, that was amazing. I actually did spend it on a coffee and I cherished it very much. And so with the help of that, you helped me through one of my days of devotion. (laughs) So, but today I'm drinking a just black coffee with some sugar. Um, ever since I went to Tanzania this last summer, I literally had one of my friends that we're connected to with our church that is in Tanzania And he runs a kind of like a Bible camp, not camp, like a Bible college where it's like a facility with walls and he has his church there as well. And he is in um, Tequila, Tanzania, and it's just such an amazing blessing to be connected with them. And he has his own coffee farm. And so I literally walked with him and like got to see like him pick literally the beans off the plants and then show me like how they're made. And then he gave me like coffee that he's made off the freaking plant, which is crazy to me. And like, just like you hear about it and then you see it and then you taste it and it's like unreal. And so ever since then, that's probably the one coffee I can handle is what they also do is they put a lot of sugar in it. So it tastes so good. And, but with their coffee too, I can just drink it straight black. It's so good, but he's got me hooked on just black coffee so far. 
So if you see me not with a nice vanilla latte, it's with a black coffee. That but that's pretty rare. But today we got the black coffee. So it's been it's been a good morning and today's Sunday for me and I've just been really enjoying God's presence today and even at church just so much love and joy and I think even the topic for today's service here in Lebanon was all about agape love and which is that just undeniable love and joy towards another person and wanting the best for them in all goodness and <clears throat> really I'm growing right now just understanding what it means to love God so much because of how much just his love grows and shows more and more in my life and for those around me and to start off just wanted to share how much Jesus loves us and I can't say that enough I know that but and there's not words to comprehend how much he loves us but hopefully with what I share today just kind of helps you understand how much more God loves you in the midst of what you're dealing with today. And so I'm going to start it off with this verse in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Actually, we'll start with verse 21. So Romans three twenty-one. the title of it starts off with the righteousness of God through faith. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Christ Jesus for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith, this was to show God's righteousness, because in the his divine forbearance, he has passed over former sins. Let me just read those last couple verses, starting from verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we know that, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So right there, it already talks about the free gift we receive through grace, through Christ Jesus, just receiving him, we have been redeemed. Whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So I'm going to stop right there and like understand what verse 25 is talking about. Because I think so much of our lives or even just in general just reading this verse we understand that first part very well sometimes is that there is such a free gift of grace through Christ that we just simply receive Jesus into our lives and we are saved we are redeemed and it talks about we are redeemed over those former sins that we've had in our past and even future like we still mess up from time to time but just saying God you know what I did mess up please forgive me. And then bam, it's already done. He's like, I already knew you were going to do that. This is why I sent my son. So I think that's just amazing in general already. But then it goes forward in saying, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So to receive the propitiation 
of Jesus's blood on the cross is truly just by faith. And so you're probably wondering, well, what's propitiation? And I was wondering that as well beforehand. And listening to other pastors preach, and man, I'm really blanking on his name, but one of my good friends in England, um, he preaches, and he is a pastor in one of the local churches in England, and that probably sounds so dumb. One of the local churches in England. England's huge. What am I saying? <laughs> anyway, um, he's an amazing pastor, but he talked a little bit about propitiation. What does that mean? And he put up this slide, and it, he quoted this quote by D.A. Carson, and it says, Propitiation is the act by which someone, in this case, God becomes propitious, that is, favorable. Propitiation is the sacrificial act by which someone becomes favorable. Okay, so let's think about that. So now reading again, verse 25. Whom God put forward as a propitious, oh, for, um, as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So not only are we saved by grace, but God put Jesus on the cross so that we may now have favor in him through just believing, through just being faith, just having faith in God. We are now favorable in God's eyes. So I think sitting there and just thinking about that, it's just like, whoa <laughs> like so you're telling me no matter what i do no matter what i deal with in life there's not a doubt in my mind going through life going through relationships jobs situations even sometimes things i regret doing god is still there giving me salvation giving me this free gift of life in a relationship with him but knowing that I'm in constant favor with the creator, constant favor and relationship with our father in heaven. Like that is extraordinary to me. I think that's one thing for me, understanding that helped me almost go to another level of understanding his love for me and his love for all his children. And I think that's something to just think about time to time and even when cer certain situations come in our lives where it's stressful um, for me I'm a college student so I'm dealing with tests I'm dealing with certain friends that believe different things and just I'm like wanting I'm wanting to constantly share about Jesus because he means the world to me because he's already been doing so much in my life and you know I've previously talked about all these crazy callings that God has put on my life and sometimes it may seem stressful and it may seem like how does this look like in the future like how am I supposed to be called to go to Mexico be called to be a pastor when I'm in college right now doing this separate thing but what I can trust and have peace about is that if he's called me to that he's already so in love with me I've already have his favor upon me I'm never losing that because it's truly just by faith I receive favor from God. 
favor and love and grace. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. I don't have to worry about, oh, is God against me in this situation? Oh, I did that. Maybe he feels like I'm not on his side anymore. Maybe I need to start playing catch up. And honestly, right now I'm getting like a picture of like me running the track and like me trying to think that I'm the guy with the baton trying to catch up with God and he already took off. And if you think about the relay race, the guy in front of you has to take off at the right time in order for the guy behind with the baton to catch up and give him the baton. And sometimes we're worried, oh, I I am too far away. I can't reach God. Oh, I did this and that. And I feel like I'm drawing away from God and he's getting farther from me. And when you, knowing that God is already, like we have already received Jesus in our lives. And just through that alone, through our faith, he, our favor, like through God has already been achieved. Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice that has given us complete favor in God's eyes. So in, in going back to that picture, Jesus, God is still right in front of us saying, you can hand me the baton. You don't have to have all this weight. You don't have to carry all this burdens or thoughts or stresses in your life. Just give it to me. You already gave, you already done enough. <laughs> My son has already done enough. You believe in me, you trust in me, hand me the baton. It's all good. <laughs> and so I think for me, that just gives me such peace knowing that if he's called me to do something, then he's not setting me up for failure. That his favor for me is so great already just by receiving Jesus within me that I don't need to earn his favor. I don't need to make a sacrifice. And you think about all of the Old Testament sacrifices and even Moses where they get out of the pro or they get out of Egypt and they're getting ready and he's going up to um that mount. Man, I'm really forgetting titles and names right now. But Jesus is I mean Jesus or Moses is coming down from the mount and with the Ten Commandments, and he sees all these people that he brought out of Egypt, the Israelites starting to like make an idol and worship a different God. And he breaks the tablets, you know, and he had to go back up and be like, God, please have mercy on them and give, <laughs> can I have another set of tablets? Like, I think that just that whole dynamic already right there. And then Moses coming down again and like, there was like punishments and they had to make a sacrifice to get rid of those sins and just how they idolized a different God right after they came out of Egypt. Like sometimes I can't even comprehend why, how in their unreal minds did they decide to do that when Moses went up to the mountain to talk to God? Like that's ridiculous. But at the same time, I don't, I would probably be down there too. Like I'm, like, I don't know. It's just insane that that would happen. But like, this is the different life that we live in is that almost when you receive Jesus and you acknowledge that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice and his love for us is this great, that there is complete favor for us now through God's eyes. It's like you understand more. You understand 
what the Bible says. You retain that as wisdom in life and you recognize right and wrong and you recognize truth and you grow in that. And that's just what it's like to be a Christian is to live life in faith in grace and peace and love. And it's all starting from Jesus. It's all starting from the cross, from the gospel. And that's something we can live and walk with every single day. And it's always something new. I found that in my own life that like, I mean, like right now, like I'm on week six of this podcast and you would think I would be struggling to make things like to find things to talk about. But every single week, as I continue to pray and ask God, God, I want to speak something to people through this podcast to just help them like daily, just to be a light and to be able to support people around me that are still walking this Christian life or even not even knowing Jesus, that this is a way to just connect and to understand who our God is and Every single week, he keeps coming through. And I didn't even know what I was going to talk about today till this morning. And I prayed about it and God just went, bam, I'm just like, boom, boom. And here I am talking and sharing about God's favor in our life. And it's like, this is the joy we walk in as Christians, just always in the favor of God. Man, I could just quit just be done with the episode right now <laughs> like this is this is great but anyway um i wanted to talk about this next verse now and it's gonna be a couple sections in mark so it's mark chapter one and i'm gonna start at verse nine and so yeah let's do it Mark chapter 1, verse 9, and it's, it's titled, The Baptism of Jesus. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you, I am well pleased. And when I first read that, I kind of had to soak it in. And what I realized is that God's favor, here it is again, God's favor in his son. And let me read what God says again. It says, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. So now that Jesus is in our hearts when we receive the holy spirit we receive jesus we receive grace we receive the propitious act of jesus on the cross that now we are in favor with god now that he he not only sees us as his creation but he sees us through jesus and so now we have become the beloved sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. Jesus is now within us and he has made us righteous and now we have favor in God's eyes and this is the love. This this last part is what stuck with me too. With you I am well pleased. That God is so well pleased with each and every one of us that's now accepted into the kingdom of God by the free gift of grace. 
that he's now so in love with us that he wants the best for us, that there's so much favor on our hearts that really if God calls us to do one thing, we shouldn't be scared to say yes to it because he wants what's best for us. He wants the creator of the world, the creator of rocks, frogs, and planets, and waves. Think about oceans, how they move, and like the waves crashing onto the sea, and waves crashing on the sea. Well, I guess they do, but onto the beaches, and just the rotation of planets. I could go on and on, but what I'm getting at is that the creator of the universe, and the God that wants a personal relationship with us is so in love with us through the grace gift of Jesus. And really that verse right there, just let me read it one more time because it's just so amazing to understand that this is now how he sees us in Christ. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. And now... This kind of goes to my second part, which is talking about obedience. So Mark chapter one, now I'm at verse 12, and it's titled The Temptation of Jesus. It's crazy because it goes from God just loving him. And then it says, the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> uh, and then it says, and he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. So you're like probably thinking, okay, here's God's love for him. And Jesus is just being anointed by the Holy Spirit. And then bam, he's like out into the wilderness being tempted by Satan. So you're like, what the heck? <laughs> if you're not thinking what I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking. Just like how that is so different. But let me continue. And it says, and he was with the wild animals and the angels were ministering to him which I think is wild. And let me just read that again. So it says, the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals and the angels were ministering to him. So right after receiving the Holy Spirit, Jesus is now being called to go into the wilderness and he doesn't like question it or anything he immediately goes into the wilderness and what I've learned um from my time in Israel is understanding like when I was in Israel and seeing like where Jesus was and where he went out into the wilderness the wilderness back then there was no, there was no trees there was no nothing even when I was there there was no forestry so the wilderness in the area of Israel is actually um, the desert. So for 40 days, Jesus is out in the desert where I'm guessing it's extremely hot. You're hungry, you're thirsty. For 40 days, he's also being tempted by Satan, but he's there and being ministered by angels. So, man, like that is wild. And that's where I'm thinking now, understanding how Jesus felt in that moment, is that there was no hesitation where it doesn't say, 
and Jesus was pondering why in the world God called him into the forest or in the wilderness to go out, or Jesus was questioning God. It was the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He didn't question it. He was led by the spirit and he went immediately. And so for me, that just shows such an obedience and understanding of who Jesus is and what honestly, like I desire for myself. And I think being a Christ follower, honestly, we all desire to be obedient to God. If we know God loves us, if we know now that there's just complete favor in our lives through God, that we truly want, we, we want the best for our lives, which is through God's eyes, through what God wants for us. And so, and sometimes you have to be obedient to it. Sometimes he calls us to do things and it's not easy. And what I've found through my life, and like, obviously I shared about kind of the call that it's been on my life to be a pastor, to go to Mexico, all these different things where I no clue what the timeline work looks like, but I've learned that there's different kinds of obedience that God's just been growing, at least in me, and understanding that there's an obedience of patience, that you receive a call, you receive something from God, and you're obedient with it by receiving it fully and taking hold of it and being patient and almost just waiting like a hum- like a soldier waiting for battle and waiting for the king to say, I want you go- to go out now. So for me, I'm kind of dealing with both that. And then there's this other obedience where there's a call to just immediately act, just as Jesus did when he felt the spirit lead him. He went out into the wilderness immediately where God's calling you to talk to somebody across the room or you're in the classroom and there's someone you've never met but you feel like you probably should talk to them for some reason and you really feel led to that that's an immediate response and or even like you're at a workplace and you get you have a new co-worker and they're they're dealing with certain things that you're wondering about and you feel like you should probably talk to them you should probably check in with them or you should probably Tell them how your day was honestly, or even that alone with your friends that you know so well. Sometimes, even for me, it's hard to talk freely about my life because I sometimes it's easily to get scared. It's easy to get scared and afraid of what people think, even if they're going to judge you. If you say, if they ask you, how was your weekend? And you're like, well, (laughs) this weekend was amazing. I because of Sunday, because of my time with God, because I felt his presence. And then you're afraid that they're going to be like, okay, that's weird. But at the same time, that could be the very thing that could help them turn to God for the first time. That could be the way that they receive salvation is through your act of being obedient and sharing truly what God's doing in your life. And I'm not saying both these things are easy, but these are things that God's given us to be obedient on to show how much he loves us and how much he loves those around you that he was calling all his children, all these people that he's chosen and called to be a part of the kingdom of God. And 
I want all I want all my friends to be in heaven with me. I want all my family members and friends and even to live life in joy and in favor in God's eyes. Because you know what the sad reality is? Is if you're not a Christian, if you're not receiving Jesus into our hearts, then you're on the opposite end. That you're not in God's favor. That God's sees you and he doesn't recognize you and that's the scary part and that's the balance of the fear of god the fear of god just being a just and honorable god but also a god that loves us that wants his children to know him that wants a relationship with us and you never know like how some people are going to be led to god and if they're not going to be at all. And it talks about that in the Bible of people's hearts being hardened and just turning away from God. And we have to be okay with both. And sometimes that's hard too. But just knowing that truly having Jesus in our hearts and being in this relationship with God is such a gift. And yeah, it's just such a blessing to walk knowing that we've, already received it that we've done enough just by accepting the free gift of christ that we've now been in favor with god and there's no sacrifice to be made to earn or to jump a new level with him but we can just spend time with him and that obedience factor we can trust knowing that whatever god calls us towards that we can be confident and say yes to those things and even today at church um we have this open mic and I felt led to um, speak and I had a prophetic word. I had a picture and it was a picture of this um, clay potter and he had this piece of clay and he was shaping it and forming it, but it was still just that little bit of clay still. And at first you just don't know what it looks like. You don't know how it's going to be shaped. It still just looks like dirty clay. But then the potter just continues to craft it, continues to shape it perfectly in this beautiful form into this beautiful vase. And the potter is pleased with it and is in love with it. And that truly is God in our lives. That sometimes we may worry about what it may look like at first, but right now we're just seeing that little ball of clay that God is forming something new into our lives, that's something that he is pleased with, that he is growing, that he's making new, that we can just trust knowing that the creator, the potter in our lives that is shaping us to be the men and women of God that we are wanting to be, that his favor is upon us and he's doing that right now. And so I just, I find complete comfort in that and... I had all this other stuff I was thinking about sharing, but I think I think that's a good place to just pause <laughs> for the next episode. And so spring break is coming up and we have a week before spring break. And so I'm so excited just to be with family during that time. And I hope everyone listening just has a great next week, just enjoying their time, knowing if you're if you're someone that has received Jesus into your life, if you're a Christian, then 
I just encourage you to just continue to remind yourself each day that there is favor on your life. It says it scripturally that this is the truth we walk in. God's favor upon us, God's love for us just grows and we continue to just see it more and more in our lives. And if you haven't received Jesus, I just really encourage you just to even not struggle with understanding oh, well, I need to know more. I need to figure out more of the Bible. I need to read more of this. I feel like I don't know enough. It's like, this is it. This is the gospel that Jesus, that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to take away our sins, to be the free gift that we can receive and have favor in God's eyes and live differently, live in love and in peace with our creator, favored I can't even say that enough, but um, yeah, I just I just say to those who don't know Jesus, just to ponder that thought of what it means to live as a Christian, to live as a Christ follower. And it's simply that, believing what Jesus has done and receiving that free gift of Christ. But anyway, that's all I got, folks. Hope you have an amazing week. Know that you are in God's eyes, favored. Hope you all have a great week. Have an ice vanilla latte. Have a blessed day.